Now we don't want our star to look like a little pig peed in her eyes now, do we? <laughs> then knock it off! Don't bug me! Fix your face! Shut up! You wanna fight? Fight me! Big, ugly, smelly breath sucker! What? How about you? Stream beam, Rick James looking fool! If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't even know who she was! Chocolate covered yellow peril! Sometimes it is hard to live the way of the wise. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow's down. To your last night. Yeah, cool. Last Dragon coming at you next on the Noir 15 Allcast. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to get Sean on the show since we did the Batman episode last year in November. So it's only taken uh, <laughs> like eight months, nine months. That was not bad. almost a year, man. And I, yeah. I wanted that one so bad, too. Yeah, he wanted to get at Raul, just like everybody else. Yeah, don't shit talk Batman. Come on. <laughs> um... Uh, All right. Listen, anybody that can get me to watch The Last Dragon, that was probably the, the best hour and a half of my life in the past week, just watch rewatching that. So, <laughs> yeah. nice. absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. All right. Cool. I, I hope the video wasn't being captured because me and my barber aren't getting along really well right now. <laughs> Dude, look, look at this. Dude, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw you earlier. <laughs> Bro, that shit listen. is rough. That shit is so thick, it's the light in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's good, though. When you Uh, got the salt and pepper, you got to let it come mm -hmm. in. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's that's basically what it is, man. That's that's when it's bad. When you look down at your chest and you got, like, little gray hairs coming out, it's over. It's it's, it's been one. You're on your own Uh, now. Also, I never never want that image in my head. (laughs) Gray hairs on your chest. So, please, let's not do that. Uh, All right. So... Uh, welcome to the Noir 15 Allcast. This is uh, your boy Seven Seas talking. I'm joined by Great Scott. Oh. And uh, for the first time on the show, I don't know, I'm going to give him a name. I, I'll, be, I'll, I'll say Sean. Sugar Sean. Sean. Don, Juan. Uh, I don't know, Sean, you, you got a nickname I can use. Uh, no, whatever you make up works for me, man. Call me Show Enough. Coco did. Show Enough, John. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll work. That, that, that's what, that works. God, I'm here. There's, yeah, there's probably an ex-girlfriend out there that might call me Coco. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll check around, see what's going on. All right. Um, yeah, and uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about The Last Dragon. Um, but before I do that, I always ask everybody how they're doing. So, like, what happened this week, if anything happened? Uh, Scott, any stories, anything crazy? How's your week? Personally, nothing. It's hot as shit for me here. It's been like 90 all week, so I've just been inside. Playing video games, watching TV. Nice. And he's Sean's a uh, Scott's in Indianapolis, so he's in, nice. He's yeah, it's in all right. Cave. And then uh, Sean, what about you, man? How's your week? You know exactly how my week has been. Other than that, I mean, how to shit, stay inside, walk the dog, 
uh, I do my my I do have some personal stuff going on this week, but the, let's just say that this is a, a, a welcome reprieve from real life. So enjoy nice. this. Yeah, that's what's up. Nice. All right, cool. That works for me. Now, on that note, I'm going to lead us into our first segment. What are we watching? So you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Scott, what you been watching, man? Anything new? Shows, movies? New-wise, like I was telling you earlier in the week, the last season of Walking Dead, I've seen the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and they, they've increased... The danger and the contrast and the lighting there's all kinds of like they're underground in a subway tunnel mm-hmm. and it's just real dark and you know there's like green hue to it and there's a shit to zombies it's like more like the earlier years of it and then towards the end they run into a new faction of killers like psycho people and they look mm-hmm. like mad max like you know the raiders or whatnot mm-hmm and they just open fire on them like you know how usually it's like one dude will get hit and it'll be like oh shit and everybody runs and hides yeah they just started plugging everybody it was pretty crazy oh. i'm really excited to see how they end everything and that's like the only real new thing oh, that okay. we haven't discussed all right is it, no is movies it getting, is, is it getting good again because i fell off after the uh after the negan madness i fell way off because it just got it got kind of boring and sideways and mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't watched since right before the whispers started up. I, I, I had yeah. back. They let Negan out of the jail to help with the whispers shit. And they Spoilers. put an abrupt end to the whispers. <laughs> to the whispers. <laughs> Negan helps. And that real, like suddenly you wouldn't expect it. It's good. Is it worth coming back? Should I catch, oh, yeah. get caught up again? Yeah. For the last season and the one that just started now, I would. Right, or I'd awesome. even just skip forward if you don't yeah. want to bother with the shit. It's that's really good starting last year. That's probably yeah. what I'll do. I, I, it, it it got very convoluted and, and sappy mm-hmm. for a while, and fell way off after being a faithful watcher for for the since the beginning. So yeah, you'll miss a few things, but you can always go back then. Just like reading a comic book. Yeah. Nice. Uh, hi, Sean. Anything? Anything new? You been watching anything good? Only thing I've been watching, I don't watch a ton of TV, so only thing I've been watching is uh, the What If series. Uh, Disney okay. Plus just finds a way to keep me hooked every time I'm like, all right, this 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 uh, whatever series is done, I'm pulling the plug. They drop something else. Uh, obviously, I finished Loki, and I was like, all right, I'm done. And then I watched What If. I was like, all right, you got me for another six weeks. So... <laughs> <laughs> they got they got me and then i've been checking out this uh i've been watching these crime dramas on youtube like these 20 minute crime dramas that are mm. really really interesting i started watching one by accident and then i probably watched about 15 episodes so i know how to kill somebody oh, wow. how not to get caught uh I, a lot of weird things i know so don't test me <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> I think I've had to tell uh, these guys the same thing before. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. If, uh, if you if you owe me money or have wronged me in life, just know that I know how to make you disappear. Oh man, 
I am not. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rub Sean the wrong way when I'm in the East Coast. That's all I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> um, I. I mean, me. I've been watching uh, Ted Lasso a little bit. Um, catching up on that. The show's great. And then the only new movie I saw recently was. Uh, the Old Ways, it's a horror movie, came out on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think, on Netflix. And it's about this girl who goes to, like, the Yucatan. She goes to Veracruz, Mexico, and she goes to uh, try to get a story. She's, like, a journalist, but she ends up, like, going to some cave that's got nothing but demons in it. And, like, she wakes up, and, like, this witch is like, got her chained up in a room. Basically, they look at her, like, it's scary, man. It's pretty scary, creepy, if you like horror. Um but yeah, she uh, she has her chained up in a room and just looks tripped out and just from one thing to the next, it's uh it's pretty good, surprising for for me. Like I, I don't watch a lot of like Netflix originals and stuff like that, so you know I was pretty surprised. I think they're always um, good. That one Momoa just put out was a good one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Sweet girl. So you did see something? It's a revenge one. Yeah, but I didn't. You know, I really wanted to mention. You didn't want nobody did. to know that. I also watched the Protege. And I watched The Protégé today. Oh, okay. And that was pretty action-packed. Michael Keaton is like the co-star of the movie, not Samuel Jackson. And he's... It's the... uh, Samuel Jackson saves a Vietnamese girl from captivity back during the war. And he Uh raises her to be a hitman. They were under that pretense. And then when she grows up, assassins come for him. She goes to take revenge for his murder. And Michael Keaton works for the people that did the killing. And they they cross paths. Mm -hmm. And he's doing like... Murder Kung Fu shit, Michael Keaton, like real violent. Real. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of all the times that movie's been made before, and <laughs> I can think of a couple of times that movie's been made before. So, American uh, Assassin, yeah, yeah, uh, Colombiana, Colombiana, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nikita, yeah. So that movie's uh, been made before. I, I heard yeah. some 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 so-so reviews on it, so I wasn't checking it, but I really uh, liked maybe, it. Maybe I'll add it to the list as well. All right. I would recommend nice. it. Have you seen nice. the other one? Uh, all of the other that came before this one? Yeah. Since the 80s? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I've seen at least... There's no <laughs> reason to stop now, man. You might as well stop now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I watched right. it right after American Ninja. I watched the, that first. <laughs> Dudikoff. Did you see Dudikoff is in that one? Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, that's yeah. something we'll bring up right now. But... um. Yeah, let's let's run into the uh, nostalgia segment real quick. Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year, back to the back to the back to the back to the year. The year is 1985. Yeah, I don't know how old. Uh, I think I was like six years old in '85. So yeah, this this movie was a was a jump off for me. Um, but yeah, Sean though. Kick it off, man. The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Oh, man. This so this film was directed by Michael Schultz. Also directed episodes of Young Indiana Jones, Arrow, Black, and most recently, All-American for the CW. So as you can see, his career has gone down. (laughs) The Last Dragon. (laughs) Yeah. The release year was 1985, like we were saying. Budget. Uh, was 10 million box office was 33 million so in 85 that was probably pretty good i would imagine um <clears throat> and then uh the players in the film we got 
Ty Mock, or Tay Mock, I don't know how y'all want to say this, but he plays the famous Leroy Green. Uh, you've also seen him maybe, maybe, <laughs> say, in the movie Dreamers. Uh, I've seen things, and most recently uh, in Fury of the Fist and the Golden Fleece. Uh, me and Scott seen the trailer for this film, and it looks insane. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to save the that for the end in recommendations, man. But uh, it's, the the interesting thing about that though is it's directed by Oliver Stone's son. Oh, so it's like we, yep. we did Natural Born Killers, so it's kind of funny. And then Vanity, who I mean, come on, Vanity, like Vanity I was, man. When I discovered Vanity, man, that's uh, <laughs> one of the parts of my life right there. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace. Oh, Rest yeah. in peace. Um, you can also see her in Action Jackson, uh, 52 Pickup, Deadly Illusion, and uh, the last time she appeared on screen was in Kiss of Death, which was 1997. Um, she passed away and, in 2016. So, And the last time she appeared in my dreams was 2010, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can resurrect that dream. Uh, yeah, and you know what? When I, one thing I, I had real quick was uh, that Nasty Girl song that we, was in Beverly Hills Cop was sung by Vanity Six. So that was... That was one of her songs. So, oh, yeah. that's why you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have Christopher Murney. He plays Eddie Arcadian, which is just a badass villain name. I just I like my man's like mm-hmm. a villain. Wayne's World. From... <laughs> Arcadian is just crazy. Uh, you can also see him in Barton Fink, Maximum Overdrive, uh, The Taking of Pelham 123, the original, not the remake. And uh, most recently did some voice work for a Red Dead Redemption uh, video game. And then Julius Carey plays, uh, who's he play, Sean? Julius Carey. That's uh, Show Nuff, who's the master, yeah. the Shogun of Harlem. Yeah. He's, uh, you might have also seen him in Briscoe County Jr., the new guy, uh, the TV show Jag. And then last was seen in TV on the 12th Man, 2006. I didn't know this. He passed away in 2008. So, thank you. And you may also know his son, Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> Not his real son. They just look so much alike. <laughs> I thought he looked like Candyman, but Caesar always says that's racist if I say stuff like that. <laughs> Caesar knows hey, about racism. Hey, as long as you reference the bone structure, we're okay. Like you did uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Anthony Mackie and uh, yeah, from Beverly Hills Cop. Cold, dude. <laughs> He's like, that's his dad, man. I was like, grandfather. Grandfather. Okay. Um, and lastly, I'll say uh Mike Starr. Um, he plays Rock in here. I guess it's kind of like a knockoff of Rocky. Um, yeah. You've also seen him in Dumb and Dumber, Ed Wood, Goodfellas, and will next be seen in The Cleaner. Dude's still doing tons of work. Uh his IMDB page is like filled up to the brim. So um, yeah, that's uh, uh those are I the got players. One. I got one. Ernie Reyes right. Jr., the little boy. That's right. Mm-hmm. It says here he was born in 1972, so he's almost 14 years old at the time of that filming. And you've Shut seen him, up, dude. yeah. And you've seen him like in his movie, yeah. In Secret of the Use, he was the mm-hmm. stuntman in the first TMNT and Surf Ninjas. And then it, they also mentioned that he was the star of the spin-off series, the Sidekicks. Oh, Remember the okay, TV okay. show Sidekicks? Yeah, there yeah. was a movie called The Last Electric Night, where I think it's like a Surf Ninjas type of scenario. You know little... the last, the last time I remember seeing him was in, um, what's that movie with The Rock, where he's like, The Rundown. The rundown. He was yeah. in The Rundown. He had a bit part in that. 
the, mm-hmm. the little dude he fought in the in the jungle. That was Ernie yeah. Reyes Jr. Yeah, I think Ernie Reyes successful actor out of all these people on this, in this movie besides Macy. That's crazy. Also, also, you said what's that movie with The Rock? There are about forty-five movies with The Rock just this year alone. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one with Reyes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right so um yeah you know that's uh those are all the players that's the film the year it came out um and before we get into the details of the film we got to do something that's called the 30 second challenge so gotta run the wheel names today one of these lucky contestants will win right here on wheel of names okay Oh man! So, since Sean is uh, new to this show, it's a uh, we got to baptize him. Uh, we have Sean Scott on the wheel Sean. four times. Come on, man! <laughs> Caesar chooses Sean, and it's Sean. God damn it! Yeah. So I'm gonna just spit it and see what. The yep. Yeah, this isn't rigged at all. Thanks. Hey! Who do you choose, Caesar? I choose Scott. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sean. So Sean's new to the show. Uh, we gotta we gotta hit him with the thirty second challenge. Sean, you have thirty seconds to describe the movie The Last Dragon. Whenever you're ready, let me know. Uh, I'll give you a countdown: three, two, one. Sure, let's do it. All right. And then uh, on the screen, you'll see a clock counting down, too, and you'll hear it. So Got it. Uh, here we go. 30-second challenge going to Sean for The Last Dragon. Ready? Three, two, one. T-minus 30 seconds. So The Last Dragon is an homage to Enter the Dragon and every Harlem gangster movie and uh, a movie about a coolie guy who is, uh, who is the hero. Uh, Shonuff is the villain. Shonuff is trying to goad him the entire movie. The hero doesn't want to off of the path of being Kung Fu master. He finds his center. He finds his glow. Uh, he defeats the bad guy. Uh, amazing music. There's some <laughs> sort of uh, uh, like uh, dance right, studio <laughs> thing going on. It's yeah, it's shit. All right, I'm new to this. Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> Dude, you were killing it, man. Yo, if you would have just stopped after the glow, you were good, man. Uh, Man, Sean Sean killed it right there. Yeah, so The Last Dragon, man. What did you guys, how did you guys feel like this rewatch? Like the first time, like you probably got back to it in I don't know how many years. What did you think? I got a question for Sean. Were apples as funny for black kids when you were a kid as (laughs) they were for everyone else? Were they as funny? Yeah. Uh, depends on what. Well, yeah, I came up like, after the Afro era. So anytime yeah. I saw an Afro, it was funny or it was the Jackson 5. Uh, so, yeah, Afros yeah. were done by the time I was in junior high, uh, well, elementary school, junior high school. So, yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed Shonoff's hair. I used to love <laughs> laughing at that No, 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 no. Shonoff no. is not an Afro. That is uh, an uh, yeah. something. It's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. He got the uh, <laughs> that is literally like I cannot describe it any way better than saying like it's what a samurai he mm-hmm. probably pictured what a samurai would look like to him at that time. No, yeah. no, he, he went he went to Jersey back in the <laughs> 80s with the big yeah. hair 
and just like spray can and everything because that was not an afro There's something wrong with that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, i didn't want to say afro samurai because it wasn't like a round afro but he's afro-american you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so i think you could use it that way i'm asking you for permission Scott's trying to walk the line here. You good, man? Good. You right. good? This is a safe space. All right. I'm um, just trying to get you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. So, like, again, I'm gonna ask this question: What did you guys think of the film, though? Like, seeing it after all this time, just kind of, did you still like it? Did you like mm-hmm. nitpick it? No. The things that I nitpicked about it were like the inconsequential things. Obviously, it's not taking itself too seriously. Uh, it it doesn't turn away from the fact that it's paying homage to Enter the Dragon. It you know shows those scenes in the movie, uh, so that's great. The music is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, watching Debarge perform, Debarge the prettiest one in that entire group. Uh, <laughs> just everything about it, it was so '80s and so amazing, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously you you see Show Enough walking around with a bunch of goons, smashing shit up, and they're just doing what it is. That part of it was just like the these these losers just walk around with showing up <laughs> smash things because he said so like mm-hmm. but but that's not like a a criticism of the movie it's just the like it's just me trying to put common sense into a movie plot but that movie's probably like one of the flawless i don't remember the first time i saw it there are some movies in my life that i don't remember the first time i saw it i just remember it always being and that's one of those movies uh, I definitely wanted to be uh, the last dragon and do the glow, but that movie is a flawless piece of cinema right there. Dude, that's that's a great thing you just said. You said, I, and I never really thought about it till now, but how Sean just said he just remembers that movie just being like I don't I I'm I'm with you like I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I just remember it was like always available, you know, like. Yeah. In the 80s, like it was on everywhere. It was on TV all the time. The first, don't remember the first time you saw it. You just remember that was, uh, you just enjoyed it the first time you saw it or whenever you saw it again. So, yeah. That's crazy. We used to smoke and and watch this movie when we were like 14. (laughs) Smoke cigarettes? (laughs) No, man. (laughs) Smoke a lot of weed and watch it and laugh and laugh and laugh. So, there's another level. (laughs) I've, I've always been too critical of this movie, probably even younger than 14. To be honest, yeah. no. junior high, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. I really like it. There's another level wow. of this movie. I got to smoke weed and watch it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I thought everybody smoked weed when they watched movies. When they were 14? No. 13. <laughs> Maybe even 12. Considering I've lived in Brooklyn all my life, I'm one person. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I um, I right away got sucked into that time capsule, man, watching this film again. I was immediately, probably more now that I watch a lot of movies or have seen a lot of movies, I immediately uh, recognize the influence this film had on pop culture. Now, as a as an older person, seeing how much it influenced music, like I was telling Scott video games, like this was pre-Double Dragon, but this is like literally like Double Dragon, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the scene when they're at the, towards the end of the climax and, you know, um, Leroy's getting surrounded by different characters. That's like out of a video game, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy to see it. And yeah, I, I really feel like it influenced pop culture. Just, you know, probably, I don't know, Sean probably could speak to more the style, like maybe in New York back in the 80s. But that definitely felt like it was like 80s up, like, you know, to the max. It, it definitely was a good old fashioned like boss fight. 
you get to the boss boss yeah. fight all the tr like all the tricks yeah it definitely had that and as far as like new york for a long time back before 42nd street was cleaned up back when it was uh back when it was like sword shops and 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 uh peep shows so i've been in new york for a very wow. long time that new york that they're showing on the screen is a little bit uh is obviously stylized but it absolutely has a lot of that 80s early 90s uh vibe like new york a little bit dangerous was very very mixy was very like mm -hmm. uh disco and you know so it definitely mm -hmm. has that vibe There's, they definitely pulled from the time uh to put that together the music the vibe the fashion everything about it for sure seeing some other actors like scott you met you mentioned um right at the beginning of the film was it william h macy comes out yeah and you said he's, he's like a douche scumbag like no just uh... douchey looking because of his big 80s jacket he looked like a dork <laughs> i guess dork is better <laughs> he did yeah like what were those jackets called i can't remember but it was like garbage bag like a a windbreaker with yeah, those it was like multicolored windbreaker or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he, he was telling Vandy, you got to see this guy. He's a big deal. You know, and, yeah, and he's and, trying to get her to watch that girl's video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could have done without that whole part of the plot. I also like that uh, back in the eighties, they made it seem like the talent was the one in charge. You know, in the real days, oh, yeah, yeah. the talent who's on the show he has no control over what's played on the show and what's not. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the fact that this guy is sort of pleading with her, please let me get this, let me get this, uh, this video on. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. It's like, dude, no. Then, then we grow up and we realize that's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's Very true. true. She was, she was like a VJ basically, right? She's basically mm -hmm. a VJ. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. I mean, she was before they really had them too. Yeah. Yeah. That was around MTV time, so it's probably maybe similar. I'd say Soul Train. That definitely vibe with Soul Train. Oh, Soul you're Train. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dance USA, Soul Train. Yeah, I was gonna say that the scene at the end <laughs> is very Soul Train when they're all dressed in white. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I was waiting for the the Raidens to show up and do their ritual. <laughs> the ritual. <laughs> what? From that fucking one movie, the other one you had us watch. From big trouble oh big china. trouble in little china <laughs> yeah that's, that's another cool. one where they they both they could almost be in the same universe yeah big yeah. trouble in little china and this one could be like in the same universe if you saw yeah. those scenes interspersed you like the, this is, is almost the same so yeah yeah that's true what'd you guys think of like the plot as far as like leroy he's he lives with a, a working class family and you know they got their own business the pizza shop and he's trying to figure out how to become a master so he can get the glow was that like hidden in it you think at the time because the martial arts was so popular like people followed along with it i know a lot of guys elaborate. from harlem and brooklyn that's still trying to get the glow that's walking around so <laughs> there's truth to it um was it hidden that's a good question you know what it is they don't try to they don't try to go too deep into the plot so the movie starts and he's training and they never explain mm -hmm. why he's training and why he's training with this great Kung Fu master and what he's doing. He's just doing it. And then he's going out and he's got his mission. Go find, uh, you know, go find this thing. Um, and he goes out and does it. So the fact that they don't try to like, well, let's get into why he's training with this Kung Fu master and what he's doing. They just go straight into the plot. Again, it doesn't take itself serious. So if they would have tried to sort of fill in some of those gaps, it would have it would have been more glaring so i just enjoy that they just start the adventure and they just they just send them forward and then that's it mm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's true 
What you think, Scott? Yeah, I like the Bruce Leroy's story. I like his little brother's <laughs> attitude towards him. Like, this shit isn't real. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Yo, he had some insults. Just, so bad. His parents are just worried that he's not into women because he's so involved Yo, his, in the martial arts studies. They're worried he's not. His little brother is brutal. Brutal. Yes. If you listen Man. to the things yeah, that he's, he's saying, he's, he's, he's brutal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that he's saying, you can't, like, you know, everything's so PC, you can't re- like he's just he's he's hilariously <laughs> my favorite though he says he says chocolate covered peril like <laughs> like he literally is like up in peril like is that what he means like someone that is like like tragic like he's a tragedy mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what he means when he says that yeah <laughs> i think it's more like danger uh and i was i was like man dude he's just ripping him when he saw him kiss vanity he was mad he was just mad. He's like, she. He wouldn't even know who she is if it wasn't for me. <laughs> like when he's trying to give him this sex, sex talk. talk. At the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what to do. And I'm like, homie, you're 12. Like, what is uh-huh. going on here? <laughs> but he's so funny. He's so funny and oh, just so man, like it's just yeah. like you don't you don't give him a hard time. And that brings me back when we were young, growing up in New York City. Like 14 years old. He's he's 14 when he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Like kids talk like that so it's not surprising like we talked about sex and things that we knew we weren't doing even though you were smoking weed already scott so yeah i'll take that but yeah we talked about stuff (laughs) you know what i mean we were were always trying to finger bang something yes absolutely (laughs) all my notes say about richie is richie the fuck master any further than that (laughs) i moved on to something else guys i'm sorry You know what? I want to change my intro name. I want to be Richard the fuck man. Show no. Dude. He uh yeah, the moves. He was always talking about the moves. He was like, you wouldn't yeah. even know what to do. You wouldn't so, even know what to do with her. Oh my god, dude. That's so funny, man. Um the kids, yeah, like that's something and I feel like and I don't know about nowadays, because even nowadays it's like when they film stuff, they're trying to film like they were back in the eighties, like Stranger Things, you know what I'm saying? Like in the 80s they did capture a lot of the way children spoke back then you know preteens, yeah. adolescents, and stuff and that's 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 legit how you know we talk um <clears throat> yeah because of tv though uh you know what i mean it's kind of tit for tat there yeah good point yeah the times, the times change and the, the you know the innocence of kids changed in the eyes of whoever's producing these things now yeah because when we were 14 we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> and things we and things we had no business doing. So. No, no, no business. Sitting in a van in Caesar's backyard, lying, lying about lying. Tell the guy that's lying. You can always tell the guy that's lying. I banged her and her sisters. Like, dude, you didn't. You didn't. Her mom wanted some. Oh my god! And her mom dude. walked in and she got it too. It's like, dude, uh-huh. take your retainer out and stop lying. By the time her mom came in, I was all fucked out, and she sent me home. <laughs> oh, fucked out! You know, I'm putting that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right. Plot um, I didn't see how important that uh, girl's video getting put on there had to be. I mean, they could have just as easily said Arcadian wanted vanity for his own project i couldn't mm. stand that white girl's music it was just stupid to the point of it's embarrassing for white people <laughs> you know 
I don't even. I was trying to listen to the lyrics, man. I was like, "What is this song saying?" Watch out! There's um, a car coming for you. A car, you're gonna get ran over. It what also, it? it was also like parodying some of like the Cindy Lauper esque music. Music, of yeah, them, like it was. Video, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that you're willing to kidnap somebody and 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 beat them to death just to put a video on a show is yeah. a little bit extreme. They could yeah, have I wonder, like, just kidnapped Vanity to be forcing mm-hmm. her into his videos. Or he couldn't like kidnap that, Vanity yeah. though, because Leroy kept saving her, bro. Exactly, but the the right when he right attempted time. to. The yeah, attempted kidnapping. He wanted, he wanted his belt back. Mm-hmm. Medallion. The medallion, which was a belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is okay? I have a question. Like throughout the film, they keep calling him a coolie. What does that mean? It's a Someone... day laborer, like a manual laborer. Wrong. Is that what... Jesus Christ! You Not got black flavor on this show to fix <laughs> <Okay>. this <laughs> these misconceptions. <laughs> God damn it! I gotta do everything. <laughs> A coolie. So, uh, so, so his brother keeps calling him like, uh, like. There's a bunch of people that call him. Mm-hmm. So, coolie mm-hmm. is like somebody who's uh, black or mixed, and coolie is like, uh, like you've got like the coolie hair. That's what they're talking oh. about. So, what? when they call you a coolie, so it, you still hear that today. And like, somebody calls somebody a coolie, it's because they're like mixed. They've got like the, the like you know, the not the traditional black hair. Like they've got mm-hmm. the wavy hair. So that's what they mean when they say that. Oh, light skin brothers, shit. Light skin brothers always coming and taking all the <laughs> with Kooli Yo, hair. see that, that, <laughs> Jesus. that see I thought it was my, work related. See, my <laughs> misconception was I thought Cooley meant like he was a black dude that wanted to act like he was Asian. No. So, uh, I, I was like, what does this mean? I was like, because they keep calling mm-hmm. him that, and then he's wearing like the Bruce Lee joint like throughout the movie. So I was like, is that what it means? Y'all have been Sean. putting all this wrong information on the universe. Yeah. So you got to hey, tell I'm... us, what do you guys say about black dudes that act Asian? Oof, shit. We ain't come up with a word for that yet. Um, we're working on it. <laughs> it's been a work in progress. I'm, I'm going to go. When I get back to the meetings, I'll ask and see what we're doing with that one. <laughs> right. We haven't gotten together because of COVID. Yeah, we haven't. It's been a while. It's been a, the black, oh, the black, de- the black delegation, uh, we haven't met in a while. <laughs> I thought they had that gentleman's league and all that shit in every city. You just after, haven't been invited. After we gave back Tiger Woods. After we gave back Tiger Woods, we haven't in a while. So, yeah. We'll figure oh this shit out. Oh, my God. Uh, obviously, today it would be like... Uh, wu Your uh, fucking guy. <laughs> obviously, obviously, today, the, you know, it would be the... What's the what's the woke shit? Uh, your your uh, culture... Something or other, mm. your, appropriating, your, uh, appropriating, appropriating a culture, uh, appropriating yeah. a culture. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what it would be today. Back then, was there a term for it? I can't say there was, all right. because everybody was in like everything during the eighties, like the eighties yeah. and the even seventies. Like a lot of those movies were like everybody was into Asian culture and and mm-hmm. kung fu. So it was a a huge like period of time where there were so many movies. A lot of exploitation films with the you know the kung fu and all that stuff so I don't that's think there was true a term man. for it yeah yeah that that is like a big um moment my people provided the cocaine uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you guys are doing in that van at 14 no i think i that is a big like big thing to mention is um there is a lot of uh influences in that film that it's like it's almost like a, a pretty cool marriage of actually different cultures that come together in that movie because you kind of get like the essence of like hip hop starting to get into rap a little bit, but it's not completely there yet. So there's a lot of dance, still yeah. a disco influence, like you were saying, Sean. And then you kind of have like the Asian influence from like the martial arts films. 
So it's pretty dope to see that, actually. And the funny thing about it, too, is that one scene where he's outside of the uh, outside of the uh, fortune cookie factory. Mm-hmm. Free Asian capping. Like, yeah, they're trying to... the, the, the <laughs> juxtaposition of like you yep. expect them to be the typical Asian guys. The black guys, like the typical stereotypical Asian guy. He's all, yeah. you know, very proud and bowing and doing all that stuff. They're rapping and they're looking at him like, dude, you got to relax. Like they're talking very like uh, hip hop hoodie, like mm-hmm. uh, language. And they're, they're making fun of him because he's like super stiff and, and Asian. So yep, like yep. they they put all of these flavors, but they don't put them necessarily with the people that you would expect them to be with. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing that you get in like neighborhoods like that. Like people aren't the stereotypes that a lot of these movies make them out to be. Like I know a lot of white guys that I grew up with and Asian guys that are super hip hop, like super like they they're not the stereotype that you think they are. Um right. and I think that's the movie does a great job of that too of just like juxtapositioning different people and different cultures yeah. as well. That that's that is true, man. It's like one part of like environment and just you know whoever grows up in that environment that's how it's gonna be um like yeah they're like uh trying to play craps because they don't know how to play craps so they're trying to like figure it out (laughs) and they do it they're doing hopscotch (laughs) they had a book book. (laughs) craps manual i think that was in the in the in biggie's uh 10 crack commandments (laughs) (laughs) the hopscotch manual oh man Oh man, what it is like. What it is like. Is that what he says when he's practicing to go Yeah, he gets there? the he gets the idea from uh seeing the Chinese connection when he, he finally uh looks at the movie clip and decides, oh okay, Bruce Lee's kissing a girl, so it's okay for me to kiss a girl, basically. Mm-hmm. Or he picks that up. <laughs> he's yeah. like, Okay, he did it, I could do it too. Uh he has to do it. Yeah. God damn it, gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Mentioning Bruce Lee clips, remember I said earlier. They shot all those scenes with the footage of the Bruce Lee film before getting the licensing rights to put it in the movie. <laughs> Damn. And like everything, true? yeah. There's like there's no deleted scenes to this film because everything they shot they actually used one way or another. Wow. Which I, I thought it was a really f- strange fact. I just can't believe that they spent ten million dollars on this movie back in the eighties. Seems like a lot for that movie. Well, it's all spent on that sound stage. Uh-huh. On the on, on, on the, the glow effects. on the glow effects <laughs> that on, was uh, industrial light and magic seventh, right there a seventh heaven I mean yeah. hey that those, those when I was a kid those effects were dope man I ain't gonna lie I was Pretty like dope. man that mm-hmm. they, they were like wow you know I would have um, my brother throw grapes at me and try to catch them between my teeth practicing <laughs> working my way up oh, eventually man. I'd catch bullets <laughs> I catch bullet. I, listen I almost choked the guns but it, you know got up there <laughs> yep yo. I mean, David Blaine. You guys ever see David Blaine where he caught the bullet in a in a cup in his mouth? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Shit's crazy. David Blaine is crazy. Yeah, he's just he wants attention. I want. I, I watched. I, I, I went to Times Square just to show you how lame I am when he did the uh, thing where he was in a block of ice, mm-hmm. and I went to Times Square and stood in line to watch him in a block of ice. I had a sign and I wrote "Got milk" on the sign and held it up, and he sort of giggled uh but yeah i stood in line for an hour uh for that so he's lame and i am just as lame for going to see no it isn't man i don't think that's that's lame i think that guy's fucking awesome really i do 
I, I mean, awesome, Scott, you, you need to reevaluate who you mythologize. I think you're awesome. I think he's not so much. Really? <laughs> no, like yeah. for real, you don't think the stunts that he does are <sighs> real? stood on a goddamn column and f- fell into some boxes and then flew up in the air. He stood in ice. And then what was the other thing? He was underwater for six mm-hmm. months or whatever it was. And he it caught was... a fucking bullet in his mouth in a cup. <laughs> If he's it's not, but it, like a, a marine, then that's fine. But, you know, <laughs> better with your time. Get a yeah. girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's not happening. <laughs> Did you guys like the the um, when we get to the part where he finally figures out that he is the master, or he has to figure it out after he talks to his sensei one more time, and he he figures out that Vanity gets kidnapped, and he has to go save Vanity. Um, and he's getting dressed up as a ninja, kind of. Mm-hmm. Is was that just like another thing that was popular in the eighties? Like you had to put a ninja in every movie. American yeah. Ninja, Dudikoff. <clears throat> every mm-hmm. movie in the eighties had a ninja in it. Yep. I remember Dudikoff. Did they have blue and red ninjas in the American Ninja? Yes, oh, two or did, three yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. I think they yeah. had different classes at the henchman school. Yeah. I don't know. You can <laughs> Hey, how are you going to hide in a blue gi or a yellow <laughs> gi? <laughs> Those are water ninjas. <laughs> the water ninjas. Oh, a white gi, a blue gi. Like, man. Yeah, so mm-hmm. absolutely, man. Everything was kung fu and ninjas back then. So, again, just it, it took one more thing from, from that era and folded it into the cake that is the movie and, and made it work. <laughs> right. somehow, so That's true, man. So you're thinking at that point he knows he's the master? Because I don't think he knows until he's getting drowned. Yeah. 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 He, but he, that's after he talks to Sensei and he tells him the only, the only way you're going to find out is the one place you haven't looked, which is, you know, in his own mind, basically look within, within himself. Cause mm-hmm. he keeps trying to ask him, you know, you know, he's like, here's a fortune cookie and there's nothing in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like at that point, you think he knows he has to prove it to himself that he's the master? I, I think <laughs> he has, he has to, he basically has to, yeah, live it. Like he can't just keep looking for something, you know? and he knows this at that point when he's gearing up and he locks the guy in the closet. Yeah, I think so. I, I agree with so. Scott. I don't think he knows that time. I think he knows that he's going to. I think that he talks to his master. His master sort of sets him straight up. Sent you on this goddamn fool's errand, you know. And, mm. and now point is like you got to look within. But I think even then he's learning it. I think he's still. He knows that he's got to go save her. He knows that he's got to sacrifice himself or whatever he's got to do. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's willing to do that, but I don't think he's he knows at that point that he's gotcha. the master. I think I think when he's brought brought to the brink of danger and death, I think that's when he finds that strength in himself, and, and that's when it comes out. Yeah, that's true. I think um, that makes sense because I think it's more like maybe I didn't explain myself right, but I think it is like that moment where he's kind of just says fuck it. And he's yeah. just living it, you know. Yeah. He's like, I gotta do it, and without knowing, he's doing it, right? He's kind of like, yeah. and then he point. gets to the point. And um, show enough, man. We haven't talked about enough. Like, I was telling Scott before we started recording, I was like, this one, this dude is just like the baddest fucking villain, man. Like, I, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he would, like you said, he runs around with losers, but like, he is mad confident. Yes, <laughs> he is. He's just Afro. like. The 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 oh, uh, the, the, the football Converse. shoulder pads. <laughs> this guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shoulder pads are way too big. Right. Yo, Andre way three. Too. You know, Andre three thousand saw like you know the last dragon because he was wearing them shoulder pads. Dude. That's dead. 
Andre 3000, he saw that movie and he said, and he said, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do with my life. (laughs) And that's when he became Andre 3000. The the Shogun of uh, Harlem. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's just, like you said, he goes into the theater. He's like, yo, he's like, (laughs) one of his henchmen's like, yo, this is shows, bro. Move it. (laughs) Like, like, dude got a role at the theater in the. Uh, yep, a bad oh, one, I don't know if it's a tranny, but it's yeah, the dude it dressed was. drag. Um, yeah, bad one. <laughs> He's like, no, not the face, baby. <laughs> like, your dude's getting beat up. Yeah, and then I like that, the, like that the folks in the theater aren't, aren't afraid, and they all start running down and trying to get in line to, to beat his ass. So that was great. <laughs> yeah. The guys up on the balcony are like, yeah, we're coming down there to beat some ass. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right, dude. Those guys were pretty. Hefty. I, you know what? There is one scene in the movie I did feel bad though is when Shonoff and his crew messed up the restaurant. I legit felt bad. I was like, Damn. I think one of the funniest parts of the movie is when he goes, "Who played this garbage? Shut up, bitch!" And he shut up, the bitch. Fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a high class jukebox with a video yeah, player on it. Fucking Wurlitzer. <laughs> That's just the top like, of the line. What, what does his brother tell him at the end of that scene? Uh, he calls him a a coward or something. Yeah. Yeah, and he keeps hearing yeah. that playing in his head. I just like the fact that his brother is again talking shit to him, and his parents are just standing there watching his little brother talk shit to him, and no one's correcting him. Like, dude, he didn't he didn't cause this, but it's a, another another example yeah. of like the little brother sort of like he's the fucking boss, and so nobody tells him what to do. Yeah. Other family, yeah, he's a boss. He's speaking for his family when he says all this mean shit. It's probably stuff he overheard his dad say to their mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought so. Mom goes over and hugs him. So I'm like, is she, is she hugging him because she agrees, or like is she trying to say no? You're I, not a I, I couldn't say it, baby. Thank you for saying. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> she, she hugs him and he whispers in his ear. Somebody, somebody had to tell her. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, and what, what I other mean, scenes are there with Shona? He so there's that. The school, I mean, it, don't he just come right up in the school? Yeah, he does. Like um, Sean said in the uh, in the thirty second challenge, he's just basically looking for him throughout the whole movie. You know, just he's driving around town in the eighteen van, just looking for him. Pulls up at the theater, he pulls up at the restaurant, goes to the yeah. school, and finally gets himself. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like mad? Uh, I, am I imagining this, or was there like mad smoke coming out of the van? Like when one one of them got out. Sean Nuss fan, man. You know this one coming out of that <laughs> Scott and his friends are back there. They're, They're hotboxing. Yep. <laughs> Scott, yes. Scott didn't tell you he's, he's in this movie, okay? Yep. Oh, man. That's where you were at that summer. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like like Sean said, he's throughout the movie, he's just following him. Like you said, he goes to the school. And one thing I did, like, and they don't really explain it well in the film, but at the beginning when Shonuff walks into the theater and the little kid says, I know who could beat him, Bruce Leroy. And then, you know, Shonuff goes up in front of him and my, my dude is eating like popcorn with chopsticks in the second row. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, I don't believe all this bullshit about you catching a bullet with your teeth. Like he had already done it before. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He sort of tells the plot before it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy's like, one of his henchmen's like, "Oh, that's the only guy that's standing between uh, Shonuff and total uh, domination, or something like that." He says something like that. Yeah, he remember. doesn't say domination of what. Yeah, exactly. Just total. 
world that, domination. That, that means yeah, everything. <laughs> After yeah, he beats Bruce Leroy, it's world domination. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You know this. <laughs> That's why it's like a video game. It's like it's like yeah. New York, and then he's going to go yeah. west and conquer everything. He beats um, Bruce Leroy, and then he goes to the White House and says, I'm in charge now. And they go, <laughs> yes. <laughs> They give him the codes, launch they code. <laughs> Showing up. And he always showed up. He's confident, man. Yep. <laughs> the defense, they're all those spiky jackets walking around uh-huh. behind him. <laughs> the Legion of Doom is his of security. <laughs> there, was a, there was a part two. We were building to something, mm-hmm. and fucking Bruce Lee were ruined it, man. Yeah, oh, did. man, dude. Yeah, so then we finally do get that fight with at the end, you know. Bruce Leroy, you know, he gets saved by his school uh, students because he's surrounded by a bunch of dudes that Eddie Arcadian hired to um, ambush him at seven to heaven. ambush him. Yeah. Seventh heaven after he kidnapped Vanity finally successfully after the uh, fourth attempt or third attempt. I don't know. He's been trying to kidnap her the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he leads Leroy into the warehouse where he's going to face off against Shonuff, which well, is prompts, uh, what he promptly beats his ass for 45 minutes <laughs> i remember that being one of the longest beatings in a movie i'd ever seen <laughs> magical beating <laughs> pretty good but the, yo that music is on point though that whole that whole like build up without the music it ain't what it is man like honestly that is so true because every time i hear that uh that 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 riff i can mm-hmm. that i can see that scene playing out the last yep. dragon which one is it's when you got that glow that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's leading up to it though no, no, that one yeah. where they fight is like a din and and din and and din din and you know the last, the last dragon. dragon yeah as soon as you hear like, that you're like shit man oh it's about to go down that sounds Dude. like specter man you guys remember specter man yeah, it was like a show. It was like a, like a, show, a, like like a Ultraman show. knockoff. Yeah, that's what that It'd music be. reminds me of. I'm yeah, not saying it's not good, it's just nostalgia. If I was in the right moment and I had that on my headphones, man, if I was in The Walking Dead and that was playing on my headphones, it, I just <laughs> I would just slaughter a, a thousand. Uh, <laughs> just, it just, right? There's just something about that riff and that just yeah. pumps you up, man. It's, Is that it's, Isaac Hayes? Is that Ice Pays? Shut up, level. I think it was. No, the song you're talking about, Sky, is when he's about to make out with Vanity. I thought it was There's all a... the same song, dude. No, it's a different song. It's, it's a, a different sacrifice. song. Scott, you were so good when you said pussy uh, something or other, and then you ruined <laughs> it by saying everything was the same song. God damn it, Scott. <laughs> no, I, isn't that the whole thing? Like, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> you are the last drag. And. and... You are Leroy. It's all the same song, just different segments of the same song. Yeah, you might have. A uh, yeah, it is different segments of the song. It's one long. Yep, it's it's a it building is. song throughout the entire. Uh, it is. Well, no, because there's the Last Dragon song, and then there's the Glow song. They're two very different oh. songs. Yeah, the Glow is sung by Willie Hutch. Ah, uh, Willie Hutch! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Is that a real artist? That is a real artist, yeah. man. And. uh the Last Dragon was sang by uh, Dwight David. Oh, I'll, I'll send you some Willie Hutch hits, man. Very yeah. dope. I mean, there, there's like Fire is another dope song that's in, that plays in there. 
when uh, Eddie Arcadian's getting hyped, you know, won't you, I need you. And he's watching that fire video when they're about to start fighting uh, all them goons that he hired. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, man, that soundtrack is dope. It's, again, something else from Inside You is The Temptations, actually, Scott. Oh. Which is crazy. See, it's just listening I mean, to you sing that. Next time you come to New York, we're definitely hitting karaoke, and I'm watching this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll Yo, pay I'm down. I'll, down. I'll pay, I'll, I'll I'll pay, pay money. money to see that happen. I'll fly Scott just to see that, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you getting into it? Eyes closed, screaming into the mic? Sweating. Uh, yeah. I just got to get... Gotta I'm throwing sweat. singles in the air for no reason. I don't even know why. Yep. It's going to be a party. Oh, my God. When you saw the glow for the first time, y'all remember, or maybe not the first time you saw it, but yeah. do you still get that, like, you know, that's dope feeling when you see it? Oh, yeah. Still got the tingle, man. I like the fist of fury that Shonuff gets. Dude, it's, it's, his style was pretty cool, too. It was like he was using, like, an open hand style, and, like, he actually mm-hmm. slaps him, you know? Yeah, and he gets, palm strikes. Stuff. Yeah, and the, the palm and, strikes. And the, and the sparks when he hits him. It's, yeah. Yeah. But those, uh, those special effects must have been tough. Yeah. Man, especially back in '85. Yeah, like because it's they another to, thing they had to tr- trace them yeah. in the shots, right? With that glow, so that, that must have been pretty tough. And now yeah, you can man. do it in five seconds with you know some some software. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Um. Little motion capture. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I want to say real quick, Caesar. My mm-hmm. favorite scene of the movie is when the little Ernie Reyes gets pissed. And they change to that fucking gong music, and he, <laughs> he looks so mad. And he goes off on that guy. Yes. Yeah. I love that part. I almost cried when I seen it this last time. You know, just happy, like, holy fuck, it was making me laugh, you know? Yeah. He's uh... my, fa- my favorite scene is the buildup. And even though I know he was, I knew he was going to catch the bullet, mm-hmm. I've seen that movie 337 times. Even though I knew it was going to happen, when he turns around and he spits out the bullet, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's still like, it's, it's still, still built, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that effect they put is. on the bullet is cool as shit. It's like it's like the uh, the Avengers, the, the second one, where the portals open up and you're like, yeah, like, fuck yeah. You, every uh-huh. time you see that, it just, it just brings you back to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. My part on that is when you hear Sam's voice over the radio. Like oh, man, before the dude. portals even open, it's just yeah, on yeah. your left. On yeah. your left, yeah, that's dope. Um, I never, I never, but uh, yeah, a, a tear. I might have had a thug tear when mm-hmm. I saw that first time. <laughs> thug tear. I, I get, I get something. So it got like real hard. I almost cried because I was trying not to scream "fuck yeah" or something at the movie. You know? <laughs> just holding it in so hard it hurt. Sarah, the seven-year-old, just cried the next movie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my favorite scene is the build-up, man. That that. When the last dragon song starts playing and he's walking kind of slowly into the warehouse, I just my mind just goes somewhere else. I'm like, man, this is like there's nothing like it. It's funny to me, man. I've seen tons of film, tons of film, man. But there's nothing like that moment. Like when that music comes on, it's still I'm actually thinking at this moment now that I'm older. This is a Motown movie, right? It was made by Barry Gordy. So he obviously had a lot of pull with musicians for music. And I'm thinking man they got like he whoever you know the director and i think barry gordy was a producer he's probably like this is the moment in the film and it has to stand out and to me it still stands out it still like stands the test of time because the music's so great in that scene so it's just like 
it's magnified to me. And even now, like as a, I'm a grown man, I'm still like, I get that nostalgia, dude. Like it just, mm-hmm. it, here it comes. We're about to start. It's almost like a pay-per-view fight and you're getting, it's the main event. You know what I'm saying? It's, and, it's and you're getting let, nervous. Let's get ready to rumble. You know, something's yeah. going to happen. It's so. almost like beat it when showing up shows up Dang. and opens up those garage doors. You can almost hear <laughs> almost it's got that yeah. feel but then it's cool but, it oh i forgot cool. one one last thing the uh michael myers m- moment by shona yeah. yeah. too. <laughs> where he's like he's uh, he's on the concrete and then leroy's like yes i got him finally and then he's leroy and he's like until he's gone yeah <laughs> He's gone. Magic. <laughs> it wasn't even like 30 seconds, dude. Yeah, because then that's then when he pops the fucking magic hands out, and you're like, holy shit, he is mystical. This guy's dangerous. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. a good battle. Yeah, for sure. Nothing um, like it. Nope. See, but if you dig deeper into it, ah, you see? Now we're digging deeper into this. So, Leroy was supposed to go out and go on his hero journey to find the glow. Uh, what if just the fact that you just said at the end there where Shonuff disappears, what if his his purpose was to help him find his uh his help him find his glow? What if his mm. what if his entire purpose was to help him get to the uh, uh, get to the end of his of his journey? To reach that upper that, level. To reach the upper that, level. And that's why he's looking for him throughout the whole movie. I don't and think then he, and, and then Leroy goes back to his mat, uh, and then Shonoff goes to Leroy's master. Leroy's master slips him forty bucks, daps him up, and thanks. That's what I'm gonna get him to see. Like I was trying to get him to look inside, and like, and you yeah. finally, we worked this out, and you finally did it for him. So, yep. That's like, thanks, that's... man. I needed this. It's been hard since I got out of the joint. Because <laughs> where they acted like he's back from somewhere when he came up in the movie theater, they're like, "Oh shit!" Man, he he was never in a joint. He had if he can't a be tiger stripe. He had a tiger stripe gi with shoulder pads and fur over that. Hey, they might like that in a joint, man. This was the <laughs> <laughs> <That's All right. laughs> I'll never get my ass whooped by a guy with a. Shoulders, tiger stripes, and a fur coat. Underwears. I'll fight you. I'll fight you to the death. You got a fur coat on. I'm beating your ass. Yeah. I'm gonna take it back to the future. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. We're sending you back to the future. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, after watching this, would you say there's anything like this modernly? Anything that could compare to it? Any film? Shang-Chi who? This is the original Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi goes sit down <laughs> somewhere. Get out of here. Bruce Leroy did it first. Get your 10 rings to go sit down somewhere, bitch. That's what <laughs> I would tell Shang-Chi. I wasn't talking to you guys. Oh. I think they tried to right. take a little bit of fight feel in the Defenders show. The Defenders show? Yeah. You know, when they incorporated the Wu-Tang into it and they tried to be street with it, you know. Uh, I think this is like what Luke? they were attempting to updated feel of what people got from this back then. The great point. Mm. In the Defenders, did you watch all of Defenders, Caesar? I haven't watched any of Defenders. Oh, I heard so many a, bad things. There's a big climax <clears throat> fight at the end where all four of them are in a basement and they're playing mm-hmm. one of the Wu Tang songs. I forget which one it is. Doesn't matter. They're all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's the one Luke Cage always listened to on the other show. If anything like this movie, the way it does it, tongue in cheek, but without being silly, um, paying homage to obviously the way, the way that it was doing, the music, the vibe, all of it. Is there any movie that's done that well? I'd say, man, I say this. I see this movie stands out and stands alone. Uh, I do agree that there's some elements that have been brought forward the, the great music the fight scene sort of the asian culture but not mm-hmm. i think this is one of those like like you said you got the feeling like this quintessential movie you, it always brings you to that to that level i don't think anything's ever done it like that yeah there's like i'll say like maybe um and not to this level but i'll say like maybe romeo must die um like or they try to incorporate some asian and some hip-hop together with some martial arts mm-hmm. um that show you know, Warrior has a similar feel where not so much hip hop. But, but that said, like in the 1920s, right? Yeah, but the or actors something? have that attitude. They talk just like nowadays. Oh, okay. But they use the same, they use slang from back then, but their attitude mm-hmm. is still the same, you know, like motherfucker, you know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. talk shit like that. It just feels the same. Actually, I'll take that back. Uh, you guys ever watch Samurai Shampoo, the anime? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's on Netflix, right? It's on somewhere. I don't remember where I first saw it. The way they mix the music and they're way back in like Japanese or feudal times, but the music is hip hop and the, the the language is like uh, maybe there was a little bit of that sauce in Samurai Shampoo. It's been a while since mm. I've seen it, but I do remember it being like very pop, very um, old and new, and mixing it mm-hmm. together and making it work. So, and I think like like you said earlier, I mean it's not effects wise there's not like a lot like that i can't think of anything that right off the top maybe like not even yeah rush hour is not like it's an action comedy too but it's not like there's no mystical parts in there with you know the glow and stuff like that um i think just like the kung fu gangs this makes me think of the warriors (laughs) but that was even Mm. before this and it wasn't really music hip-hop oriented they had that dj doing that shit playing songs with the subliminal messages intent mm-hmm. chris tucker's wallet was glowing though yeah yeah it was so yeah. we can count that all right so since there's nothing what about billy blank's tybo billy, billy blank's tybo <laughs> <laughs> yo but wasn't billy blank's like the villain in like a kickboxer five or something like that kickboxer mm-hmm. four yeah uh yeah i mean Big Trouble in Little China, like you like you said, Sean, could be in the same universe as this. Like, um, it's funny because they say like movies like The Last Dragon is like Beat Street, but that's like back in the day. That's more there was some breakdancing happening in The Last Dragon at the end, uh, on Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh his little brother escapes by popping and locking from being tied up in rope somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's I, there's not anything I could really say that's like it other than yeah, Big Trouble in Little China maybe um, that has that much effects and that you know like martial arts in it and it's got comedy, got action. Um, but again, it doesn't have the music like you know. I mean, John Carpenter's dope at making music, but it doesn't have the music that The Last Dragon has. So it doesn't have vanity, and if you don't have vanity, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they yeah they just don't make movies like this anymore either. It's just. You know, it's another one of those instances where, you know, whatever's hip and popular, let's put it all in one film. 
and let's, let's let's see how we can make it work. And if they tried to make this movie again, they probably failed terribly. So any other examples, we wouldn't even cross reference them because they did these. They didn't meet the standard. So, uh, see, well, you know what? That brings us to our next segment then, uh, Sean, uh, which is called the recap. Segwaying. Look at me segwaying shit. Yeah. This here freight train, Pete Pablo. Me, I'm Motif. There's only one drink fat enough to quench our thirst, and that's Turbo Sweet Seven. God genius, the can's upside down. Don't talk to me like a child. I played Hamlet at Cambridge. Once again, you've ruined my concentration. Excuse me, excuse me. What's what's my motivation? We cast in a movie. Trust one of us, not some actor. That's it. I am going to my trailer. If we're to make this now, who would we cast in these main parts? Well, ask what, me. What I, got the, I got the answers already. <laughs> oh, okay. I got the answers already. I already told right, you who show enough is. Right. Buster Rhymes is show enough. Yep. Uh, okay. Zendaya is uh, Vanity. She's got one Ooh. name too. And okay. uh, I think she could pull it off. And then, man, you've seen Crown's hands in actions. So let's just uh, oh. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's give him let's give him the opportunity to do it for good. <laughs> Did Chris you just Brown Chris Brown? as Bruce Leroy? Chris Brown is Bruce Leroy. Oh Man, let's let's, let's do, come on. Somebody sign this check. Let's get this movie made. <laughs> I want an executive yeah. producer credit. You've seen him beat wow. somebody up before. You know he's got these hands. Oh man. Okay. Uh, my my input for the recasting season is oh, you shit. don't recast Ernie Reyes Jr. You make him fight the kid that played Rufio in a real fight. A real fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And then Boyle from Brooklyn Nine Nine would oh shit play, got that face yep. too. Oh, Eddie Arcadian. And Boyle yeah, from Brooklyn yeah, Nine Nine looks just what's like that. Him, what's too. the actor's name? I don't know, Boyle. Uh, and then I was saying Bozeman would be Lee, Bruce Leroy just because he's popular. And I like that ooh. movie, 21 Bridges. Chadwick Bozeman. He's dead, dude. 21 Bridges? I know. Oh, okay. This is hypothetical. This shit ain't going to happen. This it's going to happen. Joe, Joe, Joe Latruglio is uh, the guy that plays Boyle in 99. Yeah. Brooklyn 99. Um, okay. So. Yeah, and that was Chadwick. my guess. Okay. I can't. I don't think I could top. Uh, Chris Brown is time as a. <laughs> now is that your laughing. serious choice? Like, if this was a real movie, or is that your comedy choice? Well, it's a it's an action comedy, so I feel like <laughs> is that the kind of comedy the... we're looking for? Though? He can do the stunts. You know, he's got uh-huh. the stunts. You know, he's got the hands. He can do land the a I, okay. fist on a I, woman's face. I'll, I'll, <laughs> my Eddie Arcadian is uh, Danny DeVito. Stuff. It'll be Danny That's DeVito. That's good for Eddie Arcadian for show enough. I probably uh, cast Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, because mm. uh, he's kind of swole now. So. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the hair though. He don't have Snoop. the hair, but we'll Snoop. make it work. We'll I didn't mention that. I would have said Snoop. Oh, Snoop! Uh, Snoop actually would be one. yeah, that would be a good one tall, too. Dude. That's a great. Yeah, one. he is. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I would have to go with Zendaya too, man. That's a good one for Vanity. I can't think of anything better than that. Yeah, Bruce Leroy. Uh, that I I can't, I can't think of anyone that could play that role right now. Mm-hmm. That fits that fits that character. Unless we're like, you know, s- nowadays the studios gender swap everything. So 
who knows it'll be the the last lady dragon or something and uh, it'll be a, it'll be a it'll be a strong is that like an lgbt character. movie i don't know the um, last lady dragon yeah I, I don't know who i would cast as time up maybe i'll cast him again as a as a sensei and, yeah uh, bring, him, bring him back have him be the sensei and uh, have someone else be his new student i can't i don't can't remember this kid's name um he was recently in uh, Coming to America. He played like uh, Eddie Murphy's son. Uh, what's his name? I think his name is Jermaine Fowler, the actor. I canceled my Amazon Prime for a day just, just to cleanse. <laughs> he was so mad about Coming to just, America. Just to cleanse the spirits, and then I turned it back on. Wow, didn't like yeah. it at all, huh? You don't. It's. You know what? Coming to America is the comedy equivalent of The Last Dragon. You don't fuck with it. It stands alone. You leave it as is. Don't fuck with yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard. Like, I, I don't... I saw it, too, and, it, you know, it's whatever. Like, it was cool to see those characters again, but it's not like... um, I don't think we even reviewed it. Like, we haven't done that on no, the podcast. No, you wouldn't but, discuss like, it at all afterwards. I tried to ask you guys how you felt, and you just said, oh. <laughs> they shut your mic. It is... <laughs> it's one of those things, man. It's like, it's like Sean said. It's like, Why? you know... It's cool to see it, but like nothing, you know, nothing is going to be better than what you saw before. Your expectations are so high through the roof that yeah. it's like, it's not even possible anymore at that point. Doomed from the yeah. get go. Yeah. Some things so. are, 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 are in amber. You just leave them as is. Don't try to recreate it. All right. Cool. So overall, like, would you guys recommend this film? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm glad that you, I wouldn't say forced me to watch this. I'm glad that you encouraged me to watch this. Uh, as, again, I'm, I'm not even joking when I say like that was a, a great hour, forty minutes. It was so nostalgic to rewatch it. Um, it was great, so I definitely would encourage folks to watch it. Uh, I can't explain to some, you know, eight-year-old millennial when they're trying to ask questions about like who's this guy and why are they doing this stuff. So if anyone from my generation hasn't seen it, I'd watch it with them like young kids that don't get the references and won't understand anything about the eighties. And it all, it's all very like uh, weird to them. Mm-hmm. They can watch it, but I don't think they're going to get anything from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I like it more now. as like an actual martial arts movie mm-hmm. jokes. Cause like shit I used to laugh about it as a kid was just, you know, they look, their clothes look fucking funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah. it's it's a lot better than what I thought as a kid. I would yeah. recommend it as a real movie. It's good and it's funny. Yeah, like uh, like Sean said, yeah. A lot of times, a lot of the films we might be talking about in our nostalgia segment, a lot of them are things that maybe you won't get the reference to for our younger listeners for sure, but you will see the influences of this film and other things, which is something. The main reason I would tell someone to check it out if they're younger and they've never seen it before. Like, you want to see where this came from or the way stuff was back then, and you might catch it nowadays. You'll see that, uh, you know, it, it kind of started here. So, yeah, you sealed it. I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> get, get up, get out of your bed and go watch this movie right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, Sean, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Definitely would love to have you back whenever you're available. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's a year in the making, and I'm sure from your perspective, it absolutely wasn't worth it, but I had a great time. What? Dude, it was oh, awesome, it helps man. a lot, dude. Yeah.
a reality. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was an awesome episode, The Last Dragon. Uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, my guy Sean in NYC. Shown up, Sean. Uh, and <laughs> also my guy, Grace Scott. Great time. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Noir 15 Allcast and for checking out another awesome episode. And uh, make sure you check us out on social media. Uh, if you're listening to us now, follow us there at the No 15 Allcast on Twitter and Instagram and also on Facebook. For everyone else on the show, as always, it's your boy 7C saying peace out and God bless. Now all the masses know that you need to glow, you need to glow, to glow, to grow. If you love to live, you live to love, you gotta move to the upper.